Welcome back to Talk of the Town on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC on WHTC.com and on the WHTC app for your smartphone. Once again, here's your host, Gary Stevens. Welcome back to Talk of the Town for this Monday, January 22nd. And once a month, we catch up with things going on at Gateway Mission here in Holland. And today we're joined by Jason Parks from the Mission. Good morning, Jason, and Happy New Year, sir. Good morning, Gary. Happy New Year to you. And we appreciate you joining us. If you have a question about what's going on at the Mission or some of the things that uh, the Mission is involved with, Jason will be happy to answer it at 616-395-1450, 616-395-1450. Jason, I'd love to talk about some of the things that the Mission is doing, uh, an update perhaps on the uh, Gateway Spoon and the store and the like. But as we're on the back half of a cold stretch over the last week or so, Arctic conditions coming in, an easy story for my colleagues in the news media to follow is the plight of the homeless in cold weather conditions. Yeah, an easy story for those of us in the media to cover, sure. but you're on the front lines. It's not an easy story for those who are trying to get through this. Yeah, definitely, Gary. I mean, first of all, I just want to thank our amazing staff at the men's and women's buildings where they just do an incredible job. It's a very thankful thankless job sometimes and uh, I can't say enough about our, our staff that is truly on the front lines there um, we've definitely seen an influx uh, over the last year even and this winter you know there was over 107 uh, those this last week at the women's and children's center and over 75 at the men's center so those are still record numbers for us historically uh, and you know, we're just trying to best serve uh, and keep people out of the cold, you know, while while giving them hopefully some options for, for long-term life transformations. So, now, uh, does some of the, I don't want to call it rules and regulations, but does sure. some of the guidelines that the mission normally has for uh, uh, guests get waived when we do have weather conditions such as what we had last week? Yes, most definitely. I appreciate you bringing that up too, because that's a big uh, misconception sometimes is that, you know, we'll see a lot of comments in the media or social media that says, hey, you know, they kicked us out in the cold. And, you know, we're in those situations uh, that's in a, where they're extremely violating a rule, for instance, or endangering our community. Um, that's where they may be asked to leave. But other than that, even if uh, they've stayed their uh, amount of rolling stays during a calendar year or been, uh, you know, quit one of our programs or left one of our programs or, or the open door shelter, you know, there we want to welcome them back in during these cold times. And, you know, all I'll say on that is if, if they're uh, respecting and willing to respect the rules and maybe have some repentance toward, uh, you know, past rules that have been broken, then um, we're, we're definitely willing to work. And there's a lot of grace uh, with, with our men's and women's directors. I brought this up a little bit uh, 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 last week when we had an update on what's going on over at the um, uh, Community Action House. Mm -hmm. And uh, we had Scott Rumsa in here. And during the cold weather uh, situations that we had weather-wise, their outreach team was basically on red alert. Mm -hmm. Go out. Try to find those who are without a home or out in their cars or something. Get them into warmth. 
same way with the Gateway Mission 2 in that regard? Or do you sort of follow the lead of the Community Action House because of their outreach program? Yeah, so that's a that's a great question. I mean, we definitely appreciate the relationship or anybody. You know, we had a couple of church partners that reached out to us as well that were finding people um, that were on the street in the cold and, and saying, hey, can can we bring them in? Or, we, you know, we even heard of a couple of churches actually having them spend the night in their church, which we were able to to work with them to get them in, into the shelter. But um, so we do have an, an outreach chaplain is the position that we have on staff. Uh, but during the, you know, during these uh, very chaotic where the temperature drops to extreme colds, you know, we appreciate the community and, and the relationships that we have with other partners, um, you know, like the outreach team at Community Action House who are proactively going out there and, and uh, you know, helping people come inside. Um, so I, I think it's a huge help to have more boots on the ground. I mean, um, you know, we're a pretty small operation in terms of staff size. Uh, you know, which we would love, <laughs> love the opportunity to expand that. But, you know, honestly, it, it's a full-time job for our staff just at the shelters um, when people are just coming through the door, much less trying to go out and, and um, you know, find the un, unsheltered people on the streets during this cold times. And so, again, we really appreciate the partnerships of the community in, in that. Pardon me if this is a naive question because I don't know what the <laughs> – resources at the mission are right now but could you use a few blankets a few winter coats a few donations from the general public with winter apparel to get through this particular stretch of the next six to eight weeks yeah we'll we'll definitely never turn anything away <laughs> so that's not a naive question at all uh, you know we're, we're always looking for for uh, good or new clothing, especially winter coats, boots. Uh, uh, we have, you know, over, we've had over 30 kids, especially. So kids, uh, coats and boots and, and hats and gloves uh, are a necessity. And then, uh, Gary, the other thing we're facing right now is uh, because our numbers have been so high, it's, it's the food and the kitchen. So um, we're, we're looking uh, to do some extra food drive. So, you know, that's another need over the winter months is we have a lot more mouths to feed every day. Uh, you know, and our, and our food service crew does an uh, incredible job, but, uh, you know, any, any non-perishable food items, uh, are, are more than welcome as well during these cold times, because we are getting more people and, and we want to, you know, keep them fed. The best place to donate would be the gateway, uh, uh, mission store over on, uh, Waverly or is it probably, probably the best centrally place for it? Yep. That's the best centrally place. Yep. Um, you know, uh, you can drop if it is, if it's a food donation or even a clothe, you can drop it off at the women's or men's shelter, but yeah, we'll definitely take it, you know, at the gateway center there off 31 and 24th. Uh, and then we can get it to the appropriate shelter. I'm just sure. thinking yep. for convenience because totally. it's kind of tough to try to stop, say at the men's yes, shelter over is. on river and seventh and, you know, you don't want to stop in the you know side of the road, put the flashers on. No, no, that don't work too well. Correct. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. No, yeah, the Gateway Center, 661 East 24th Street uh, in Holland. Uh, yep, if you drop it off right at the donation door, um, we, we greatly appreciate it. So, If you have a question for Jason Parks of the Gateway Mission, 616-395-1450, 616-395-1450. Jason Earlier this fall, we received a call from a listener on WHTC's talk at the town, uh, concerned a little bit about the situation 
at the southern border mm -hmm. with the influx of refugees coming in from Mexico through Latin America and into the southern part of the United States and efforts by those in those southern states, most notably Texas, to maybe send the refugees up to places where there are open cities, uh, New York, Chicago. Uh, and the caller was concerned because of the influx of uh, migrants that would be coming up towards uh, uh, the Chicagoland area, that they might make their way into the Holland area. Mm -hmm. I have really not neglected to a certain extent putting this with maybe some city officials like Keith Van Beek, the city manager mm -hmm. of Holland and others, but I'll put it to you as, and I say you being gateway mission on the sure. front lines, has this discussion been taking place with gateway mission and maybe other nonprofits? What if some of these refugees, some of these migrants make their way into West Michigan and come here? Mm -hmm. How do we handle the influx of new people coming in. As it is, the numbers are high anyway from our area. Right, right. Yeah, I I will say first and foremost that other organizations have been great partners already in, in mitigating some of these individuals that are, um, you know, working to get legal status in our state. Uh, they've come to us uh, to try to get them, them housed. And I'll say we're having an issue getting people housed who are, you know, Michigan, Allegan and Ottawa County citizens. So, uh, you know, there, there's that to deal with. <laughs> I mean, so when it comes to immigrants, I will say that we will work with them if they are, if they're in the process of becoming legal. So if they're working with the state, uh, and the United States of America to become legal citizens, uh, then our shelters will work with them. Uh, we've even had a couple who have gone through our long-term programs who are in the process, but they, I will say they have to show that they're in the process of getting legal documentation and I won't go into necessarily specifics, but they have to be at a certain point of that process before we can even legally house them. Um, so it, I, the last year in the conversations I've had with a couple of churches that are uh, very passionate about this issue and are kind of on the front lines, as you've said. Um, we haven't seen a huge influx of it currently. Um, again, we've had enough enough people just stay with us in the Ottawa and Allegan County areas that we serve that, that don't have a home. Um, but I, I will say that we've had some good uh, partnership opportunities to talk and start the discussion on, hey, if we do see an influx of this, uh, what's the best outcome and how can we work together to, to mitigate this? So um, there is definitely some awesome resources out there and some, uh, some church partners that are really well-educated uh, and uh, willing to do the work uh, to help these individuals that may make their way into Holland. Um, I'm just sort area. of asking more of a case of preparing yeah. for the possibility than actually maybe those have already made it here. Right. I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, it, I think we're going to have to take it as it comes in my personal opinion. Uh, like I said, it's we're having enough issues just housing the, the legal residents of the United States in our, in our two small counties. And uh, again, I mean, there's, there's organizations like Glaup uh, and, and a couple, uh, you know, Spanish speaking churches that were, were partners with who have reached out to us. And again, we've kind of started that conversation and I think they're, they're very much more well-equipped. And in that situation, 
uh, I, I already know, you know, of a handful of individuals that we could call on to ask for support in, in that situation if it presents itself as a, as a greater need. 616-395-1450. If you have a question for Jason Parks, he is with Gateway Mission, 616-395-1450. The website for Gateway Mission is hopefoundhere.org. That is hopefoundhere.org. Things settling pretty much now at the Gateway Spoon, the latest venture by Gateway Mission to uh, empower those who are staying and to reach out to the community. Yeah, we're, we're ticking along. You know, the restaurant industry is an interesting one, Gary. So, uh, no, we've been really blessed by, uh, you know, Creative Dining is the, the organization that runs our day-to-day operations there. Uh, we've had a few students who are in the culinary training program and absolutely loving it. So that's been uh, very beneficial. Uh, you know, I will say, just a reminder to the public, you know, um, a lot of people don't know that Creative Dining manages our restaurant. So a lot of the employees there are employed by Creative Dining, you know, so there's some there's some uh, misunderstanding sometimes where, you know, some of our patrons will think that everybody who works there is part of, you know, the gateway program that say, you know, sometimes uh, not that it's insulting in any way, but, you know, I think it's a good reminder to, to let people know that, Hey, we're, we're trying to be a successful uh, restaurant. And so that the profits can benefit the ministries and the programs and, and the people that we serve in the community. Uh, so again, we really appreciate creative dining, you know, doing a good job managing the actual business operation of that. Um, but as you reference, you know, we, we want it to be a, a, a training facility to empower the people that we serve to, um, you know, to get a full-time job. And if, if culinary or, or the restaurant industry is a passion of theirs, we want to help them pursue that. So 616-395-1450. Let's get to the phones. Good morning. You're on the line with Jason Parks of The Mission. Good morning. I wonder why the Gateway Spoon closes so early. A lot of people usually don't have uh, supper or whatever till you know, 5, 6 o'clock, and they, they close at 2 o'clock. Just wondering what the reasoning is for closing so early. Okay, go ahead and there, yeah. Jason. Yeah, I appreciate the question. Uh, so we're just breakfast and lunch at The Spoon. Uh, so it's kind of similar to an Anna's house, uh, if you're familiar with their their restaurant. So, yeah, 7 a.m. Uh, to 2 p.m. The cafe is open till 3, but uh, the menu is strictly breakfast all day and, and then a, a lunch menu as well. So uh, we, we currently do not serve dinner at, at the Spoon Restaurant. It's uh, probably a good idea to, you know, try it, uh, keeping it open longer for, uh, you know, people that eat supper, you know, like at 5, 6 o'clock, probably. Probably get a lot more business. Sure. Yeah, it, it's one thing we've already, uh, you know, kind of talked about, and uh, we'll definitely keep it in mind. So uh, appreciate the input. And thank you very much for the call. 616-395-1450, 616-395-1450. Simple question, probably (laughs) a simple answer. Store doing okay? (laughs) Yeah, the store the store's been great. Uh we usually see uh you know a, a decrease in, in sales uh when the new year hits, which is pretty common. Uh but one of the blessings is we've seen a massive increase of donations. So uh, you know, the donations just keep pouring in, uh, which is a huge blessing. So uh, you know, we just remind people, you know, six six one East twenty fourth street is our thrift store uh at the Gateway Center. And so if you're looking for anything from clothes to tables to furniture to sporting goods, uh, you know, kitchenware, 
uh, we'd love to have you stop in and, and take a look. So. You t- answered sort of one of my questions. I was about ready to pose to you, Jason, and the sure. fact that this might be a good time to sort of uh, mention the store because I know it's January 22nd, but in about six to eight weeks, it becomes spring cleaning right. season, yeah. and then more donations start yeah. coming in. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So yeah, again, it, it's been a big blessing to see the amount of donations that have been pouring in, uh, the last couple months even. So, um, yeah, we, we, we greatly appreciate the the relationship with the community and, and the willingness for them to, to drop off, uh, you know, new and even slightly used items that we can sell to, to help the people we serve. And that's the key new and slightly used. Some people, I hate to say this, they see, not just the gateway stores, but our friends over at uh, Goodwill mm-hmm. or uh, Love in the Name of Christ or some of the other, um, you know, Revive up in the, you know, mm-hmm. the Unity Christian store up in Hudsonville. They see that as, well, we got, we're going to throw it away anyway. Why don't we just give it to the, to the thrift store? Maybe they could use it. Not everything that you can give should be given. Yes, <laughs> you're you're spot on there, Gary. So, yeah, I mean, we we try to, you know, we we recycle. We have a recycling program as well, where we bail uh, some of the stuff that's not able to be sold, and then that's bought uh, to be turned into recyclable material, which is also another form of income for our our ministry. Um, but yeah, there there's a lot of stuff. You know, Monday morning, it's not uncommon where people are you know, throwing stuff outside of hours, outside of our donation door, which as a quick reminder, please drop off donations when we're actually open. Mm. Uh, it's a huge help. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you know, we, we, we appreciate where it's, it's new or, you know, if, if you're looking at something to donate, you know, would, would you consider selling this yourself? And and that's something we would love to get our hands on to be able to, to again, help, help the ministry that we're, we're trying to promote here. And I'll step myself into this for one thing. Whenever I drop stuff off and I like to, use, you know, go to Gateway is sure. my, my uh, donation choice. Appreciate that. Would you like a receipt? I usually say no. Okay. Because, yeah, I know I could write it off on my taxes, but I equate it to, that's my right hand. I don't want the left hand to know what my right hand is doing. <laughs> sure, sure. Well, I'm, not, I'm, I'm glad you actually brought that up, Gary, because a lot of people aren't uh, familiar with our Corners of Your Fields program, and I don't know if you are as well, but what that is is we have about 101 church partners that are in our donation system, and what we do is when you donate and, and they ask you for a receipt or they should be asking, hey, are you part of a church? And if you are, uh, they put that toward your church, and then what we do is every quarter we donate 5% of the monetary value of your donations for your church, and we give your church congregation that back in Gateway Thrift Store gift cards so that you can bless. Um, some some churches use it for members of their congregation who might be in need. Um, other of them partner with other nonprofits um, and, and give them the gift cards so they can come shopping for kids' stuff or, or sporting goods. Um, you know, so I, I always try to remind people that, hey, you know, if you're part of a church family, please let us know that when you drop off your goods, because even if you don't want a receipt, it can it can go toward uh, helping your church family out. Even if the church is not in the area? If the church isn't in the area, we they can still become a part of our program. So okay. if, if the church isn't in the area and you come in um, and, and maybe you're interested, uh, I would love the opportunity to reach out to them. And, and it's it's free to join the Corners of Your Fields program. And literally, it's if somebody comes and donates, you know, we're just giving you back gift cards uh, every quarter in return. So, Jason, there is a fundraiser coming up involving the mission. 
and it involves an entity in my neck of the woods. Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, so uh, Lacari Sicilian Pizza Kitchen in Hudsonville. Uh, they're at uh, 3627 Baldwin Street in Hudsonville there. Uh, they started an initiative called Money Making Mondays where they give 20% of other sales for the that day uh, to a local nonprofit. So they partnered with us. So February 5th uh, coming up, uh, so from 10 a.m. to 11 p.m., uh, we have a flyer uh, that you need to bring in. They'll have some extras on there, but they record it with a physical flyer that you give your server. But, uh, yeah, if you'd like to go out there, uh, it's incredible Sicilian, authentic uh, Italian food, and it's it's benefiting a good cause on February 5th. Let's so. hope our friends over at Revive aren't too angry because a restaurant right under their shadow of their noses is partnering yeah. <laughs> with the Gateway Mission. I know, I know that nonprofits are not supposed to compete, but... <laughs> well, hey, I uh, I know the owners quite well, and I'm sure if they reached out, you know, they... They, uh, they probably do stuff with they Revive They do it all anyway, the time, so. yep, yep. So, but yeah, we'd love to have, uh, if you've never checked out Lacari's again, it's an amazing restaurant and, uh, we'd love to have you go out on February 5th and then get some popcorn from the West Coast next door. But there that's you go. Okay. <laughs> uh, but that, that's, that, that's because I know that area right. a little bit right now. Uh, but some other things, and again, some of the story, you know, when I, I talked to Jason off the air for a moment about the fact of some of the things that come to mind, story out of New York, uh, uh, advocates are holding a rally today in New York City fighting against the city's policy that limits the time that migrants can be in shelters. And that's why I brought up the question of migrants and here. Yeah. And I remembered the phone call we had. And I said, well, I'll ask some of the city officials. You're a good person to ask about that question. That's why yeah. I thought of it. No, again, uh, I think we're very thankful right now. We haven't uh, had that many uh, instances where we've had to deal with this, but I, I know it's a talking point for uh, for both our men's and women's shelter because we obviously have seen an influx of individuals who are trying to stay with us uh, who who aren't legal residents of the United States. So, uh, But uh, luckily, I, I wouldn't call it a, a predominant problem that we're facing right now in Holland. Another story here. Both of us are going to shake our heads on this one. This one's out of Los Angeles. Hmm. An employee for a city contracted company is out of a job after being caught on video spraying a hose at a homeless person. Hmm. Uh, the employee worked for a nonprofit, Urban Alchemy, with a, which the city of Los Angeles has paid $14 million to sanitize city streets. Spokesperson for Urban Alchemy said the employee was part of its Skid Row clean teams. And the incident happened on "quote unquote" Skid Row. Hmm. The employee sprayed the homeless individual after he refused to move after relieving himself on the sidewalk. Hmm. Social media post by Urban Alchemy confirmed the incident and said the employee has been sacked. Hmm. We don't worry about that around here, uh, but you it's, know, again, yeah. just shake your head. Yeah, I, I mean, it's stories like that where you know I try to remind our community and and our, our church partners and. And even our nonprofit partners that, you know, we, we firmly believe as a, as, as a faith-based organization and me, myself, you know, we're all brothers and sisters in the body of Christ. And, uh, just because, you know, maybe some of our brothers and sisters aren't at the point of life, or maybe have the socioeconomic status that we do, or, you know, maybe we look different that we're still, you know, wonderfully made by Christ. And it, it Sometimes we need a reminder of that, kind of a kick in the kick yeah. in the head reminder of that. Uh, that. Kick it or kick in the 
<laughs> where the padding yeah. is the, thick, yeah. the, the thickest. You uh, said it, Gary. Yeah. Okay. Uh, if you want more information about Gateway Mission, 616-396-2200, 616-396-2200, or online at hopefoundhere.org. That is hopefoundhere.org. Jason Parks, thank you very much. Wish you and everybody at the mission well. Look forward to having somebody from the mission join us next month. Thank you so much, Gary. Appreciate it. Thank you very much, Jason Parks on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC.